Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, Rick Uccino, SP3. But we are not alone. It is a pay-per-view week again, which means we have our special pay-per-view prediction show, which means we have a very special guest. Can we coexist with Maggie from Fightful Overbook? Maggie, thank you so much for doing this. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a really fun show. I'm not used to uh, having shows while it's still uh light outside <laughs> it, it, this never happens like it's basically 5 p.m for me it's 10 a.m for you guys right now so it's weird well it's 10 a.m for me he's in the uk so like we're all in different times yeah we're all i always time. forget you're in the uk i'm so sorry like it's three right it's three for you yeah it, it's it's 3 p.m for me I, i've been on a longer excursion i'm like one of those new japan people that went to the uk before the pandemic and had to stay here for two years like yeah that's me did, well, did you know that most of fightful think that europe is in a one time zone <laughs> like they it. think they think that europe is one time zone and one time zone only like it's uh... Leave it to Americans not to know how where like how big Europe is. I mean, we are bass backwards from like the rest of the world and like everything. You're sure. talking about you're talking about how hot it is, and you're dropping Celsius on me, and I'm having to pull up Google, going, "Okay, how <laughs> hot is that really?" I should be dropping metric system stuff on my ass. Anyway, oh no. <laughs> Oh, welcome in, guys. Uh, Money in the Bank is this weekend. Uh, Only six matches uh, on the card. I think a lot of this has been highlighted here or is going to be highlighted by the Money in the Bank matches themselves. The field not exactly set. We still have one one spot open in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match that I presume is going to be decided on SmackDown. That match had to be postponed to a later date. Well, we're kind of running out of time. Speaking of running out of time, I don't have my graphic up here. I wish I did. I'm very ill-prepared today. You guys have until Sunday when Money in the Bank kicks off. Check out my pinned tweet at Rick Uccino. If you're subscribed to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel here on the YouTube channel, All you have to do is retweet that, and you're registered to win two tickets to SummerSlam. We will select our winners as soon as Money in the Bank kicks off this uh, Saturday, excuse me, this Saturday night. As soon as it kicks off, we will be good to go, and we will select our winners. So you need to be subscribed to the YouTube channel, retweet my pin tweet. You're good to go, and uh, we'll make our announcement uh, when Money in the Bank kicks off. Before we dive into everything here, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. They are the continued number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Get all the latest odds, news, and developments, and including on this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, fighting news, NFL futures. It's all there. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus. That is B-L-E-A-V. Get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. And we will start here today just kind of talking about the the pay-per-view as a whole. Because, guys, this was since last year when WWE was in Vegas, was billed as a huge event. They wanted to make this a bigger, more marquee event. And then all of a sudden we're like, a month or so out and they pull it out of Allegiant stadium, move it to a smaller venue. 
And honestly, SB3, I think this card kind of reflects how they feel about pulling it out of Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I think that they completely just when they had to move it from a stadium to a smaller arena, they just said, you know what? We don't really care about this. This is all about the money in the bank. We'll put a bunch of great, great gals and guys in the money in the bank matches, but all the other matches really are about, uh, you know, we got Bianca and Rhea that had to change due to circumstances out of their hands. And they just went with the most obvious choice of the, the, uh, you know, Bianca's opponent, goes down the replacement that they always choose and then with the other matches it's a bunch of rematches and stuff we've already seen before so i I, maggie i feel like this card could desperately need uh like roman reigns or something on it like i'm happy that (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy that riddle is in the money in the bank match because i think he's gonna put on a great performance but i i don't know why I don't know if it's trepidation on Riddle as being a main event level guy. I just don't understand why they just decided to put that match on SmackDown instead of putting the match on on this card where I think it really, really needs it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like Money in the Bank as a pay-per-view in a whole, just uh, as a whole needs to be like scrapped and just have a Money in the Bank match in another pay-per-view. I don't know why we're doing this, first of all. Second of all, I have a really important question for you, Riccicino. Are yes. you drinking a cappuccino? Am I drinking it? No. No, I'm not well, that, that fancy. Well, that sucks. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> I'm usually one for puns, but no, I'm, I'm not that fancy. This is just, you know, some, some Kroger generic blend with some uh with, with some regular sugar-free creamer in it. So, no cappuccino. Well, shit. Like, this. oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse on this show? Fuck yeah, you can. Oh yeah, sure. Like I'm not gonna be on the show if I can't curse. Like this is great. <laughs> like that's the price. <laughs> price for so, admission, that's fine. Hey, if Renee yeah. Patek can swear on this show, Maggie can swear on the show. That's that's just where I'm at. So great, you thank know. you. Yes, no, uh, no problem. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna in 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 the future, like maybe scrap the entire event. This is uh like you know, hell in a cell. Like every every time hell in a cell comes around they magically do some sort of blood feud that only can be, you know, uh, decided in a hell of a cell or, you know, like Elimination Chamber is one of the, uh, one of uh, the other pay-per-view that is just weird. Uh, I like the Elimination Chamber itself, but it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of forced for me, just like the Money in the Bank matches are. Like, I think, I feel like it's, uh, when you have a ladder match, it needs to be important. And, you know, money in the bank as a pay-per-view isn't that important because I love ladder matches. I'm a sucker for ladder matches. I hate that we didn't have an IC title inter- ladder match on WrestleMania this year. And uh, it's it just sucks, you know. Well, I I'm think pissed, they're kind I'm of overdoing. That we haven't had an IC title match on a pay per view since the Nigerian drum fight, but that's just yes. you know, something yes. completely. I'll bring Last that up any chance I get. Any chance I get. He's literally brought that eight consecutive prediction shows, Maggie, now <laughs> because people just uh, just give him the alley oop and he has to slam it home. But uh, yeah, I do agree that Money in the Bank felt more important when it was at WrestleMania because it was kind of like 
preview because WrestleMania is looked at the season finale of WWE's year. It's set up for the next season by having the Money in the Bank winner at WrestleMania. But saying that, I would say Money in the Bank was one of the best pay-per-views in all of professional wrestling last year when you had John Cena return, you had Roman versus Edge, which was a great main event. You had the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, which was one of the best of all time with Big E winning. The women's Money in the Bank was fun. So yeah, that that pay-per-view, and it was the first pay-per-view after fans came back. I think that was WWE's by far their best show of the year last year. So it's a mixed bag. From year to year, I can understand if you feel either yeah, I, I think yeah, but that's more... but, but that's the thing. Like I always say say this on our show with Rob. Uh, it's it's really frustrating because WWE always put on amazing pay per views because when you rely on a pay per view, you rely on your talent to do their thing, like uh, wrestle. Which I, they're good wrestlers because they're there. But before that, like the build to their pay per view suck. Yeah, like you, you can literally just only watch WWE pay per views, and you'll be up to date on everything. Like the build always sucks. The pay per views are always good. That's the thing. I know. And here's the thing: if you just watch the pay per views, you'll think it's the best thing ever because they somehow cobble together all of these sh- week by week shows and turn it into this fantastic three minute video package that makes they're you always good. Is hot. <laughs> they're always good at video packages. They always good. But like it's you, you can watch the video package and by far know everything that's happened in the past like month. You can just not watch the show. And of course, you could always you know tune in to Fightful Overbooked or believe in pro wrestling if you don't want to watch on a week to week basis. And we'll keep you up to date. Make sure to hammer the thumbs up button, guys. Make sure to hammer the subscribe button if you're here. We really appreciate it. Helps drives up our numbers. Thank you very very much. Let's dive into this card, shall we? We'll open things up. Could be a big uh, a big weekend for the Bloodline, even with Roman Reigns not on the card. We'll get into that coming up here in a few minutes. But let's start with the Usos and the Street Profits. Street Profits trying to finally capture the tag team titles for the first time in a long time after they it seemed like they were the champs for like two years straight. SP3, do they finally get the win over the Usos or does their record-breaking run continue for the Bloodline? I just don't think it would make sense for the Usos to lose here. This is their first uh, premium live event since they won the undisputed WWE tag team titles. I mean, the only thing that gives me any trepidation on that pick is the fact that Street Profits brought up that they've never had a pinfall win over the blood over the Usos in their year a year and a half rivalry. But I always say with these WWE feuds, if they have a great first match. They will exhaust that bad to the depths of it. And that's what they've done with the Usos versus Street Profits. That great match that they had in May of 2021 in the Thunderdome that I was raving over. It's been a law of diminishing returns. Their next match was good. Their match after that was very good. The match after that was good. They always have good matches, but it's not as great as the first time that they verse each other. So I think in the pay-per-view setting, hopefully they can get up to that set, that expectation that they set with their first match. But I got the Usos win. Maggie, how's this well, one going for, down? I hope that this will be a lengthy match because like we we've seen uh either of the Usos against either of the Street Profits. Like a million times already. Well, that's how they build tag team feuds. That's just how it works. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, I said, of course, Usos are winning here. Like you, you cannot have them lose their first big uh, defense of both their titles. But this does bring me back to, you know, to the time Becky hold uh, was was holding both titles, and in her first defense, she lost the first one. Uh, it's you. You maybe kind of go the same way here, but it's when you're in a storyline with Roman Reigns, that's not how you do it. No, I'm I'm sure. So I I think the Usos win here. Like the, I think that this is probably the easiest pick for me on this card. Yeah, I think it's very awesome. If you have watched the evolution of Montez Ford, and I'm not even talking in a character perspective, I'm talking from a physical stature. This dude is getting jacked more week in and week out. And I think he's getting ready. And I think WWE is hopefully getting ready to see what he can do as a single star. I feel like for two years, SP3, you and I have been talking about this guy and what he can do. And we hope he gets that shot one day. I think somebody backstage told him, hey, look, put on a little bit of beef and the old man will push you. And I think that's exactly what's going on here. I think this might be the start of it. I'm not saying that the Street Profits have to split up by any stretch of the imagination, but this is WWE. You know, that's exactly the route that they're going to go, uh, in which case I feel a whole lot better for Montez Ford's future than I do Angelo Dawkins. Not to say that Dawkins isn't talented on his own, but damn, man, they Ford seems to be the the edge uh, of this group and Dawkins seems to be the Christian. So we'll see how they go off on their own separate ways. And I hope that Dawkins gets a, an, an equal opportunity here. Fellow Cincinnati guy went to the same high school. I'll always root for Angelo Dawkins, but this is going to be the Usos winning. And then it's all going to be about what happens next uh, for the street profits after that. Cause again, the Usos, they got, they got the bloodline Kevlar, right? Like they're, they're, they're bulletproof. They ain't, they ain't losing any damn time soon. If reigns ain't losing, the Usos ain't losing any time soon. It's just, is where we're at. SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line. The first of three women's matches on the card, which is always great to see. It is Ronda Rousey against Natalia SP3. And these two have been just flat out ruthless uh, when it comes to the, the promo exchanges, the Twitter exchanges. They, they don't care. Here's the line. We're going nine yards past it. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, chests hanging out and you know babies and all sorts of stuff just they don't care plastic surgery and botox they're throwing it all out there but i mean this is ronda winning right i mean this there's no chance in hell yeah this is this is mine and maggie said the the tag titles was this is my yeah i'm sorry yeah no i changed my mind (laughs) i totally forgot this match ever existed because my 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 imagination, I'm sorry, my my subconscious is trying to make me forget that Ronda Rousey is a champion. Like, <laughs> like this, this is the reason why I forgot about this. And this is why SP3 and Maggie can't coexist. Ronda is is putting out genius segments because he was the one that was behind the segment with Natty coming out as Ronda and those ether lines that she said that Natalia has only been presented as a star when she dressed as Ronda Rousey. That was some truth in that. So, yeah, I think this match is going to be better than the buildup that we've seen on TV. I wish that he would have leaned more into what they were doing on social media with their back and forth with Natalia ripping Ronda apart. The whole uh, video that they put on WWE social media with Ronda talking to 
Shayna Baszler. Yep. They would have used Shayna Baszler more on television because she's best friends with Ronda, tag team partners with Natalia. I think this story would have been would have stood out more, and Maggie would have remembered when we're talking <laughs> about this show. But I got Ronda winning convincingly. Yeah, okay, like I have Ronda win winning as well. And just let me explain. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm saying I'm just going to set my feet up. Anybody got some popcorn over here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Ronda's not good. Ronda's good in the ring. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not about all that, you know, uh, all that Ronda Rousey slander on Twitter. She's good in the ring. Like, she, she gets eyes on the product. And I suppose, like, this is the most important thing, you know? But, like, when Ronda Rousey is on your roster, you just forget that anyone else exists. And this is the thing that pisses me off. Like, it's, like, they're literally been there for years, bursting, busting their asses, like, trying to, to make women's wrestling matter. And then Ronda Rousey appears and she gets it all. Like, this isn't, like, I'm that person, okay? Like, I, I uh, acknowledge and I appreciate good and hard work. And when someone who has a bigger name comes in and steals all the accolades and the glory, like I'm not, I'm not that okay with that. I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it because Rhonda puts butts on seats. Okay. Like it's, it's fine, but it's like, what if, I don't know. Like we, we I, I guess I get what you're a, saying. I, like, we have a tag team division, you know, women's tag team. We don't even have that. Like they, they were supposed to, to you know, to have a tournament. What happened to that? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that ain't happening. No, that that ain't happening in a million years. That uh, I, I think maybe, maybe because they've kind of been teasing that you know Alexa and Liv might be a thing, and they they might be trying to work some things out and. I think that's in a holding pattern until after Money in the Bank. But then again, I could be saying the same thing on the SummerSlam, uh, you know, prediction show and then the Hell in a Cell prediction or whatever pay-per-view is coming up after that one, uh, uh, the Clash of the Castle. We'll probably be saying the same thing. Oh, it's in a holding pattern for right now. And then we'll just one day go on WWE.com and those tag team titles will just be bye-bye. They like they never freaking existed. Uh, but I do get what you're saying, Maggie, because I think that's if you look at the reports, that's kind of the driving whole thing between Sasha Banks and, and WWE, where she was, you know, supposed to be getting this big shot, you know, against Charlotte Flair, that whole program leading up into WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden Ronda Rousey comes in and it's Rousey who's winning the Royal Rumble. And Sasha is literally out on her ass within like the first five minutes of the match. And then they it's give them the such bullshit. And then they give him the whole tag team title feud. And I, I could spend an hour talking about this. So I do get it. But that's also not Ronda Rousey's fault either. Like, this is yes, WWE. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is WWE's booking. And Ronda Rousey does I mean, work incredibly, incredibly I, hard, too. I, I would agree with Maggie. It is Ronda Rousey's fault because it says it in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Because if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey being here in the first place, I don't think we would have ever got a women's tag team division because WWE was like, we got all these women. We only care about Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. We might as well give them a tag team title division. <laughs> That's the only reason we got it in the first place. And then the Lord taketh away when, when Sasha... SP3, not a good time to have Bible talk, okay? <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> Fuck. Especially when talking about the women's division. Like, well, damn, dude, take it the temperature of the room. What are you doing? <laughs> God, read the room, sir. 
Holy! Let, let's just let's just leave it alone. That Ronda Rousey's moves. winning. Ronda Rousey's yeah. winning. Let's move on to something that makes everybody happy. Let's talk about Austin Theory. Uh, he's going to be defending his United States Championship against Bobby Lashley uh, this Saturday in Las Vegas. SB3, we've talked about it before. This is a feud that came out of nowhere. We were kind of expecting maybe Lashley to be getting set up for Roman Reigns after he held up that replica WWE championship. And then Austin Theory comes in to start some stuff, and he's been running away from Lashley ever since he started stuff. So, again, to Maggie's credit earlier, the build has sucked. How's this match going to go down on Saturday? Uh, I'm hoping that the match is at least good. These are two good performers inside the ring. I just have to bring this up again. Like when I saw everybody's all getting hyped, like, oh, Theory's going to versus John Cena at SummerSlam. And they had that segment on Monday Night Raw. And I will tell you, the last thing I wanted was Theory <laughs> versus John Cena because this man came up so beneath. John Cena. He was like a little kid yapping at the at the at the captain of the college football team, and he's like nine years old. Like, oh, I, I got a title in my pee wee league. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, sir. Hey, sir. And Cena treated him that way too when he walked just walked away from his ass. And and like Lashley, the way they were building him up, this also feels beneath him because he's already conquered the U.S. title division. So I think Lashley wins but by disqualification, and Theory keeps the title. Oh, shit. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. I just want to see, like, for, like, I want this match to be five minutes max, and all five minutes will be Bobby Lashley kicking the crap out of Theory, because I fucking can't stand him. So, so I would really like to see Bobby Lashley win, but... If he wins, he won't be able to go after Roman Reigns. And I really want him to go after Roman Reigns. And I want him to beat Roman Reigns for whichever whichever title is on Raw, because I have no idea which title is on Raw. I don't again. have one. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, which title was supposed to get Roman on Raw? Which one? <laughs> was I, I it? Believe, WWE. Uh, so, the yeah. WWE yeah. title. Of course. Yeah, sure. Uh I would very much like Bobby Lashley is so good. Like I, I hated, I so much hated the fact that they had him do a fucking pose off. <laughs> like it's this sucks so much. Like I agree. Like uh, Theory is beneath the guy so much, and the way John Cena just walked away, it was just chef's kiss. Okay, like, it, <laughs> like this isn't. There is no other. Like there's no better way of saying. Who are you again? <laughs> right. Like this, yeah. So I I want Bobby Lashley to win here just because I need him to like humble shove his theory. face. Like no, not humble him. Are you kidding? I want him to kick his ass. Like I don't want him to humble the guy. I just want to mop the floor with him. I don't care. Uh, I don't even care if they have that barricade spot I fucking hate now. Like, it's because they do it every show. Lashley Spear, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you That's happening, right? Like, Lashley's definitely spearing him through the damn barricade at some point in this match. Uh, if it even They're gets to save that spot for Omos in the Money in the Bank match. Oh, uh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Uh, maybe Kevin Owens delivers it if he gets in there. We'll, we'll see how that'll shake. We'll get to the Men's Money in the Bank match coming up here uh, in a little bit. 
This this match is somewhat tough for me to call because I could see Lashley winning, but we know how much Vince McMahon is behind Austin Theory, right? I mean, I'll I'll go back. He called this man a future world champion, which means he's going to get every opportunity to get to that point. I just don't know if they're going the right way about doing it because like they're not going to get him over. And I say that in a sense of making him seem like a credible guy, like somebody who's on John Cena's level by doing what they have done in this feud with Bobby Lashley and going up to Lashley and then immediately, you know, running away like a scalded dog, like Jr. would say, and constantly ducking him and doing pose offs and stupid shit. Like that's not the way to do it. And honestly, I, I agree with SP three. I think he's going to get his ass kicked in this match. I don't think it's going to end by DQ. I think he's going to do what he's done this entire build. I think he's going to freaking run away. He's going to pull the Sami Zayn. He's going to run away and he's going to win or lose by count out and hang on to the United States championship. That's how I think this is going to go. And unfortunately they're going to carry this into SummerSlam because Roman's already booked for SummerSlam because all Brock Lesnar has to do is show up, hit one F five and we're right back into, you know, the good old days of, of Roman. At least this time, guys, they said it's over. They said this this five-year program is going to culminate at SummerSlam. This means it's finally over. Until yes, and this totally time. means they're not lying. No. So it's totally true. They would never lie to us. <laughs> no. Never. Never, ever. Lashley Once win. in a lifetime, okay? Yes. Once in yes. a lifetime. Yes. Just like Survivor Series is the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown superstars face each other. They would never, ever do that outside never. of that particular date. Never. Lashley wins. But Theory retains the United States Championship. Our other title match on the card tonight, Bianca Belair. It, I'm, this card desperately needed Bianca and Rhea Ripley, but I am happy that Carmella is getting uh, this shot, SP3, because I agree with a lot of what she has said on Twitter. Whatever WWE gives her, she makes it work, and I don't think she gets uh, near the amount of respect that she does as a performer both in the ring and on the microphone. It's great that she's getting this opportunity. If she gets the opportunity, we didn't really talk about whether or not there might be a couple of surprises here or there. If Carmella gets replaced again, might history repeat itself in certain situations? How do you see this one uh, going down? Let's just assume here it is going to be Bianca versus Carmella. So on television, pay-per-view, and and untelevised events, Bianca Belair is 8-0 against Carmella, eight and zero in eight matches. Uh, ninth match, she'll go nine and zero. If if Ronda Rousey beating Natalia isn't the most obvious pick here, Bianca Belair beating Carmella is. Yeah, I mean Maggie, it's it's this one's pretty cut and dry. If these two fight each other, it's. I it's don't know why we're even talking about this match. <laughs> like, like I, I I'm gonna need for Bianca Belair to to retire after beating. Everyone on the card, like everyone on that roster, just retire after 50 years, you know, like <laughs> say, oh, I'm too old for this shit and just like pass it on, like pass the title to, I don't know, uh, The Rock's daughter or whatever. You just like pass it on and just get, there you go. Like, sweetie, I love you. Uh, bye. And just like beat everyone. Like I'm going to need her to be, to, first of all, beat all the horsewomen, all of them. She's one shy. Yeah, she's one. She's one shy. Next WrestleMania, probably. Like, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. She's she's totally winning. And I agree about Carmella. Like, if 
uh, I still remember that when they did the brand split, she was the the last person to be uh, picked uh, for SmackDown, and uh, she's. Uh, she has a chip on her shoulder about that. She's still like I. I still remember that, and uh, not only that, but when NXT invaded SmackDown after uh, after that pay per view they had in Saudi Arabia, I remember Bianca Belair just out of nowhere. She just lifted Carmella and shoved her behind something in the back. In uh, in the back, like this. This is imprinted in my mind because she already like almost did it with her pinkies you know it's it it, it was nothing for her and uh yeah i i just i i just have that imprinted in my mind and i'll surely like we'll surely gonna see it again like gorilla press the crap out of her and just throw her somewhere yeah i would love for carmella to get at least at the very least a good showing here i'm uh, sure she will i'm i'm hopeful but i think at the end in the end yeah it's pretty obvious that uh, Bianca is going to come out uh, on top. Now, of course, all of this, I hate to jump around on timelines and things like this, but all of this could depend on how the, the card is laid out. Because, of course, if we get the women's money in the bank ladder match, say, to kick off the show on Monday or Saturday, excuse me, I don't know why I'm getting my days wrong. It's weird. Everything's screwed up for me this week. But on Saturday, when the actual event is going down, if this is the sh the, the match that kicks off the show, then both of those very, very predictable title matches, SP3, now all of a sudden you've got some intrigue there. If somebody walks away with the briefcase, because we know they don't like to have the women hang on to that thing at all. You have both ends of the spectrum. You have Carmella, who has held the briefcase longer than anybody, male or female. And then I don't think anybody since has held it longer than 48 hours. Yeah, imagine the audacity to have a storyline with women. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity to have a storyline where a woman holds on to the briefcase and tees cashes. How dare they? I told you, I told them. you, we're going to have a 35-minute show with me on this. <laughs> How dare they? No, How but dare you, said, you said 48 hours. No winner since Carmella has held it for 24 hours. Yeah, good point. 24 hours you had you had bliss in 2018 who cashed in an hour after winning it you had yes. uh bailey in 2019 who cashed it in an hour after winning it you had oscar in 2020 who the very next day won it as a parting gift at a baby shower for becky lynch <laughs> uh you had 2021 for nikki ash who won it the very next day like they don't they don't have these women hold it for more than 24 hours anymore. That's all I want. That's all I want in the world. I do think that this match is going to kick off the show. Hopefully we don't get a cash in on this show, honestly, but I've said it once. I'll say it again. It is July 2nd. The pay-per-view will be on. It is 4th of July weekend. It is America's holiday and you're going to give it to a former Marine. Lacey Evans, Miss Money in the Bank. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Love how 
everyone has the same reaction to me saying that because it's like a oh crap he might be right <laughs> don't, don't don't say oh crap because at some point this week because it keeps getting pushed back because the the flight delays here in the united states are are insane i will be talking to lacey evans at some point ahead of money in the bank and that interview will be dropping here on the believe in pro wrestling uh, podcast youtube channel so make sure uh to check that out and yeah i agree with sp3 she is definitely a prime candidate i i i wrote all of this out for cage side seats i picked which uh superstars or contenders pretenders uh as sp3 and i did on this channel as well uh for the women and the men and yes she absolutely 100 is a contender for me and i go base off of her booking of what was supposed to be her booking before her pregnancy in 2021 she was supposed to beat oscar for the raw women's championship she was supposed to defend that women's championship at wrestlemania against charlotte obviously they had big plans for her then I think there's a chance they have big plans for her now. But Maggie, who are you going with in this one? I don't think I'm comfortable with former Marine carrying around a briefcase. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already established he's not going to have it long. Uh, oh, crap. No, like stop it. With he's going to cash in on Bianca and move back over to Raw. Are, are you saying that Lacey <laughs> Evans is going to pin Bianca Belair? Yes. She started out on SmackDown. They might as well, you know what? Might as SmackDown. well, might as well do it on SummerSlam, just because Bianca Belair hates SummerSlam because Becky. You don't know? steal my thunder. Hang on, don't steal my thunder. Hang on, keep, I keep, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to either Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss win the, the Money in the Bank. Uh, I, I say rather. I'm not saying that they will, but. Uh, Lacey Evans winning is, I kind of feel like, the most logical thing here. But I'm still going to go... Because I kind of feel like Becky and Asuka are going to eliminate themselves out of this match. Because they're like, that blood feud they have going on right. will uh, like overshadow their chances of winning. And then you have uh, uh, Raquel. And uh, I'll be happy if she wins, actually, because no one's talking about her right now, which is weird. And uh, she was amazing in NXT, and I miss her in NXT, not be, like being a, a, a force, you know, instead of uh, a, a someone who's smiling all the time because she's a woman and she needs to be smiling, you know. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're gonna go with Liv here, uh, but. It just it it would just mean that if Liv wins, they're not gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on uh, Alexa Bliss and Liv as a tag team because it will have some friction, you know. It's right. because they beat each other. But I'm I'm still gonna go with Liv. I, I, it's her time. Like it's been her time for a while yep. now. There was no way she could win that championship from Becky because it's Becky. She can't win that championship against Ronda because it's Ronda, you know. But now, like when you have the money in the back briefcase, it's it's a different kind of match. Like she can win it, like in an, in another way. Just like Nikki a Ash uh, was was a champion. Like, there was no way she could have beaten anyone. Like, they don't have that faith in her. Like, winning winning a match against, winning that championship in, in via a money in the bank briefcase cash-in is a different kind of win, you know? And it's, uh, like, I, I don't agree with people saying that it's a, it's a heel way to win. 
like no, I, I like you, when you have those sorts of uh, underdog baby faces like Nikki was and like now uh, Liv Morgan is, you can have that win and not ha- like burying your champion. You know, like it's yeah. that's yeah, why I mean, look, I, I, Biggie I did it last year. Biggie did it last year. It's it's you know it's not it's not heel. It's smart. That's a it's a smart way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about the women because like basically they they, they just uh, yeah. don't give a crap. You know. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. I would love for Liv Morgan to win this and I will be rooting for Liv Morgan to win this, but here's where I'm at with Liv Morgan. I can't believe, and I can't get my hopes up anymore. Like I, I just, I just can't like WWE, whenever they have the chance to elevate her booking, they choose to go in the other direction. Let's never forget. She was the most over person in last year's money in the bank match. And they rewarded her by taking her off of television for six weeks. I just can't, I, I love Liv Morgan. Nobody works harder. I think she has improved leaps and bounds in the last three years. She's always adding, always adding new moves into her matches. She goes the extra mile. I want her to win so damn badly. But until it actually happens, I'm not going to believe that WWE is going to book her to win a big match. I just can't do it. I can't get my hopes up again. Um, I think it's a little too early for Raquel. I think the part of the thing is the the main roster audience is still trying to get invested in her. Still trying to get to know her. The NXT audience knows her, but that NXT audience ain't very big. Uh, and you, she's hasn't been able to kind of translate it, even though her booking has been good. She beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey a few weeks ago, and that did her uh, a lot of favors. I think also you talk about Liv Morgan possibly winning. I think her win on Monday was kind of a red herring. I think that was to give her some momentum so people aren't talking about Alexa Bliss. And I think Alexa Bliss is a real contender in here. But I do think history is going to repeat itself in this Money in the Bank ladder match. And I will go back to 2018 when Becky Lynch was climbing the ladder. Crowd was living and dying with her every step. Wanted her to win that match so damn badly. And then Alexa Bliss shows up, knocks her off the ladder, and she climbs the ladder and wins the briefcase and then cashes in that night. I think history will repeat itself, but I think it's going to be on the other foot. They already kind of teased that there. They talked, they brought it up about Alexa being the one that cost Becky the the title or the the briefcase in 2018. Alexa's music hit and Becky does the, oh, this bitch. I am really, really hopeful that these two are going to be more of the focus moving forward than Becky and Asuka because I have, we've seen that enough. I would like to see them kind of dive back into that Becky and Alexa rivalry because they are, they were great back in 2016, 17, 18, but they are so much better now. And I want to see 2022 Alexa and Becky go at one another. So here's what I'm thinking. Alexa's the one who's climbing for the ladder or climbing the ladder for the briefcase. Becky shoves her off this time. Becky, the heel, wins the money in the bank briefcase. And I'm really hoping the fact that Bianca and Rhea getting moved off of this pay-per-view kind of changes the plans for SummerSlam. Because I know we had all of those reports that Becky and and Bianca were already kind of penciled in for SummerSlam. I'm really hoping that turns into Becky and Rhea at SummerSlam. And then Becky will cash in her briefcase uh, at SummerSlam, beating Bianca Belair again because it's WWE and we should be focusing on other women in the division. And it's going to be Becky and Charlotte probably coming out with the titles at SummerSlam again. Yeah, Just well, like- you know. You know what? Like I I have a dream for this scenario. Like if if actually uh remember the money in the bank where uh Ali was uh, reaching out reaching for that briefcase and yeah. Brock Lesnar came who who wasn't in the match 
at all and just took the briefcase with him. I want this to happen but with Bailey. I want Liv Morgan to be climbing the ladder. Bailey sh- uh, shows up, grabs the ti- uh, grabs the, the, the briefcase and just goes home and just isn't on TV. <laughs> and then just shows a picture of the briefcase in her refrigerator. Every uh, like every <laughs> every episode, every episode. Uh, I think that might happen in the men's Money in the Bank, which we'll get into. But I, I hate to tell all y'all Becky Lynch fans that are saying she's gonna win this. If she does win, she'll become the first woman to not successfully cash in Money in the Bank. Probably because maybe. that's what I makes would like sense that better for her story. I would like that better, but I also know WWE's tendencies to constantly put the four horsewomen over at every beck and turn. And I know that if if we get, I could see a scenario again, where it is Bianca uh, going up against Rhea at SummerSlam and then Becky and Alexa, Alexa wins that match. Becky continues her downward spiral. Then she shows up and she beats Bianca Belair in another 26 seconds because WWE loves to repeat shit. They love to just go back and, and put the belts we're, I think we're going to get Charlotte beating Ronda at SummerSlam. I think we're going to get Becky beating sure. Bianca because it's WWE. And that's what they do. I agree with you. I know I'm a Becky Lynch homer, but I, I agree with you. Her not successfully cashing in would make more sense. I don't think Becky needs to be in the title picture for a really long time. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen, not what necessarily what I want. Uh, to happen i will tell you exactly what i want to happen uh with this coming up here in a few minutes and i do kind of hope that it is what will happen but we have our men's money in the bank match riddle seth rollins drew mcintyre omar sheamus Sami Zayn, and i I, i'm assuming kevin owens i would assume it's going to be kevin owens over uh ezekiel kevin owens is badly needed in this match he needs to get chucked off of something high and land on something hard in this match he's desperately needed sp3 thinks it's going to be ezekiel sp3 who's winning this match have to shout Hell out our good, our good friend um, Connor Casey of ComicBook.com, who was on uh, a preview for this show on True Hill Heat, and he said the scenario that's going to happen: Seth Rollins going to be on top of the ladder. He's about to reach for the money in the bank, and then we hear, "Doom, doom." Wrestling <laughs> has more than one royal family, and with one arm, Cody Rose will push over the ladder. Climb up, pull down the briefcase, and then he's gonna go away. And the next time we hear his music, it's going to be when Cody is gonna win the WWE championship. That's what's gonna happen. I'm convinced of it now. Cody Rhodes is gonna be the mystery person. Cody Rhodes will be Mr. Money in the Bank. I wouldn't hate it, honestly, which is very hypocritical of me because I shit all over that Brock Lesnar booking and how dumb. They made Mustafa Ali look like, dude, you had a hundred yards between you and Brock Lesnar. Just grab the damn briefcase and run for the hills. Don't just stare at him like, what am I going to do? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, How do I use my arms? Oh. <laughs> I hated that booking so, it's so damn much. Stupid. And it's I'm, so stupid. I'm so hypocritical here because, and maybe it's because I actually like Cody. I I like that idea. I really, I really do. There has to be a reason why they did that promo and that promo at the end on, on raw, where he did the sit down interview out of nowhere. He did say he was like, I'll be the first one there to congratulate Seth when he's on top of the ladder. He did say that. He did say that. 
Maggie, how are you feeling about the men's money in the bank? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I was like a thousand percent sure before we did this uh, like podcast that Seth Rollins was totally winning. First of all, I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. I'm a huge, huge fan of Seth. Like, first of all, him knocking on Roman Reigns' door with the Shields music. And now he's laughing at John Cena with his theme. I'm sorry. If you don't like Seth Rollins, you are wrong. <laughs> You're just a terrible person. That's You're okay. just a terrible person. Like, Seth is such a is such a sweetheart. Like, I totally, like, I, I want to forget about his Twitter outrage with uh, Will Ospreay. Like, I want to forget about that. That was stupid. That was him not, you know, not thinking, like, with his head. You know, it's it's it, it was a stupid exchange. I didn't need it to happen. But like everything, just I'm sorry, Seth is a sweetheart. I'm sorry, he's a treasure. And the same goes for Kevin Owens as well. That man, I think that he's been in almost every Money in the Bank match to date because he he takes ladder spots like a pro, as if he's doing that for a living. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the way he bounces off ladders is something else. I need him to be in this match. Really, really need him to be in this match. But I, I, don't, I don't want Cody in this. I'm sorry. Like, I need him to, I need him to heal, okay? Like, we, we saw that interview he did, you know, with the, with the patch and nothing, like, no other, you know, uh, colors on himself. Like, that's... That, that's that's good to see and uh it's like just heal yourself up cody and then just come back you know maybe at the rumble i want him to come back at the rumble and just like win it yeah it's it's gonna be like you know it's that that's that's the safe bet here but I don't want him at Money in the Bank. It's just too damn soon. Like with all these injuries going around, like why come back before you're a hundred percent? Like I don't want that. So I, I think if they did that, it would be the safest of safe. He would it would basically be a repeat of what Lesnar did, where nobody touches the guy. No, he would be on the no touch list. He'd have to find a way to take Rollins out somehow, probably shoving him off of a ladder, I would I would assume, which means Seth would have to pull the Mustafa Ali and do the what? What's going on? No, he was just gonna grab a microphone and start talking about his family, starts crying, and <laughs> Seth Rollins will fall off the ladder from laughing. Like, <laughs> like that's the safest bet here. Um, and here's the thing: I like I'm doing the the thought process in my head, and I'm going, yes, we've all thought about Cody coming back and winning the Royal Rumble, but here's the thing: WWE. You know them. They're not going to think if they can pull it off that Roman Reigns versus The Rock will be big enough on its own. That match will have to have a championship. I don't think that it needs one, but I could see them still having Roman Reigns as the WWE Universal Champion heading into WrestleMania defending against The Rock. So again, it comes down to, well, what do you do with the Royal Rumble winner? Well, if The Rock is the Royal Rumble winner, then boom, that's that's it. That's done. No problems there. Uh, having a Royal Rumble winner again this year gums up the works with only one championship. And then we got to do convoluted booking like we did uh, this year with with Brock and all that other BS that uh, that they had go down this year, which everybody hated. Right. So you could have the Rock win the Rumble, have that main event, 
You could have Roman beat The Rock in the main event, and then Cody's music hits. He cashes in on Roman in the main event of WrestleMania in Hollywood, WrestleMania 39. That could be his first appearance. I could totally see that happening, and I wouldn't hate it, to be completely honest with you. Well, I think that, you know, Seth wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. He cashes in on Roman on either one of the, t- the uh, either one of the titles. And uh, the other title will be won by either Drew McIntyre on that sand castle thing they have. In, in, in <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, man. It's like, do we know if they're separate belts or are they one title? They really no. They're one- separate belts. I think they're separate. On okay, or you know, Bobby Lashley. Like I, I either one, I'll be, I'll be fine because uh, Drew McIntyre was, you know, was robbed with that championship. Like not. Not having a title reign with crowds, just, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it was awful. So when Cody wins the Rumble and he goes to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and Roman Reigns faces The Rock without any championships, they don't need they a championship for that. No, they for that match. But WWE will think they do. And that's no shit. That's, no that's, crap. That's, no. <laughs> that's, but I, I love all the scenarios, but I, I have to push all my chips into my prophecy that I laid out ahead of Sami Zayn even qualifying for the Money in the Bank. I thought a great storyline would be Sami winning the Money in the Bank to squash it, to sit on it, to prove himself to the bloodline. And the first two steps in that prophecy came true after I laid all of that down here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. He said that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to protect himself. He's going to protect Roman Reigns and the bloodline and win money in the bank, and then he qualified. So we're still on target for that to happen, and that's what I'm picking to happen here. I am picking Sami Zayn with the help of the Usos after they successfully defend their uh, undisputed tag team championships early in the night. They're going to screw over Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre in the process. Sami Zayn will win money in the bank, and then it is the slow process of Sami growing increasingly and more frustrated with the fact that no matter what he does, no matter how many times he tries to prove himself, he will never be good enough to join the family. He will never go from honorary Oost to full-fledged bloodline member. And finally, that will boil over in one of Roman Reigns' matches. And instead of Sami Zayn coming out to help Roman Reigns, he finally decides after several teases to cash in money in the bank. He pulls the Seth Rollins uh, heist of the century. He cashes in during the match. He pins Roman's opponent to win the undisputed World Heavyweight Championship to keep Roman Reigns unpinned for The Rock. You can keep that going, protects Roman Reigns. And then what I would love to see after Sami Zayn completes that babyface turn and wins the championship, something that he has well earned in his tenure in WWE, he shows up on Monday Night Raw and we get the title split as he hands over the WWE championship to his good friend, Kevin Owens, who would that would piss off Seth Rollins. You could have Owens and Rollins fight over the championship. Sami Zayn will then go back off to SmackDown with the Universal Championship, and everything would be gravy. That's that's what I want to see go down here, and I think that's a way that they could split up the championships that would actually kind of make sense there a little bit with Sami giving a gift to his best friend. Yeah, okay, that's a good storyline, which will 100% not happen. (laughs) 
I, that, that's exactly what I was thinking because he once again, I, I tried to help him last time. He once again found a way to ruin this whole storyline. You want them to hand over a title? Like, really? That's how we split up the titles? That's yes. ruining what you had. You had a good storyline up until the way to split up the titles is to hand off the title. Because that worked out great when Eric Bischoff did it to Triple H back in 20, 2002. We're still talking about it to this day. Handing him the World Heavyweight title. That's not Who's a- talking about all. it? You're the only one talking about it. <laughs> no, I, I, I swear, I still hear people talking about that stupidness. <laughs> Look, I think it, I think the the that would be the driving force to get Seth Rollins back and involved because Seth Rollins throughout this entire process would be getting screwed over along the way, right? Sammy, we've talked about that before. Whenever Rollins does face Roman Reigns, Sammy screws him out of that, starts a, a Rollins Sammy Zayn feud, which Sammy could get his ass whipped throughout the entirety of it. But again, it's getting Seth Rollins screwed over here, saying he could immediately show up and say, "What the hell are we doing?" Adam Pierce could book a match between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and we could be on their way. I think they could use the uh, the audacity of Sami Zayn handing over a championship to Kevin Owens as a driving force to actually get a and championship match. how is that a babyface move? That's not a babyface move. He's either. giving you it to his said, best you friend. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's supposed to turn babyface and then hand over a title because that's what babyfaces do. Yes, they're what? dumb. Yeah, they're stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dumb. That is completely dumb. dumb. They do dumb but, things. But I can't wait about how for all of Ali I can't just stood there wait. like a jackass for ten seconds and let Brock Lesnar walk down to the Man, ring. I can't wait for all of us to be wrong and Drew McIntyre to win to cash it in at Clash at the Castle or Clash at the Sandcastle, as uh, Maggie <laughs> coined it. That that does seem like a likely scenario, but. I don't, that almost feels too easy for Drew, which is why I like the Usos screwing him over. Because obviously, Roman and and Paul have been trying to keep Drew away from from Roman. So I think they're going to screw him out of Money in the Bank. I think that would be such a babyface move for Drew to do that to win the Money in the Bank briefcase and then call his shot, pull the RVD, and say I'm getting you in UK at Clash of the Cast. He's getting that match anyway. He doesn't need Money in the Bank to do that, but I could definitely. Uh, CWWE going down that road. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Sound off in the comments below. Again, make sure to give us the old thumbs up there. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't before. Uh, Maggie, we do appreciate you joining us today. But before we let you go, I got a question for you. Sure. Do you believe you can beat SP3 in a trivia challenge? I do not believe I can beat <laughs> SP3. Like I love my memory. My memory sucks so much. I don't even remember if I've eaten today. I don't remember if I if I drank my you know my pills for my hair loss today. I have no idea. I don't remember. Like I'm sorry, it sucks. I love wrestling and I don't even remember it. It's it's it, it's the stupidest thing ever. And SP3 honestly, will kick my ass. That's not a bad way to live. Honestly, you can forget all of the terrible things that. <laughs> oh no, I never know. forget the terrible things. Like I'm, a, I hold a grudge, and this is the most exhausting thing ever. Like I remember the bad things, but not the randomly good things. It's it's a curse. Being a woman is a curse. Like, uh, no, I'm, don't I'm honestly, worry. I'm this is the. This is actually a two-on-one handicap match because Rick tries his best to screw me over every single sure. time we do this. <laughs> I can yeah, see that. Absolutely. So how this is going to work, Maggie, if you don't know, it is uh, three rounds. The first two rounds are timed, and there are multiple answers for each question. You'll have 30 seconds in the first round. You'll have 10 seconds in the second round. Then we will get to the final question, which is head-to-head. I will read out the question in its entirety. 
You will then ring in by saying your name. If you think you know the answer, give me the answer, and you will get however many points I deem is necessary in the final round. So basically what I'm saying is these first two rounds are pointless. It's just all for fun. So let's take the let's just take the uh, the pressure off of you, Maggie. All right. Just to make sure you know how it's going to go, SP3 is going to go first as always because he is our residential guinea pig. SP3, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> These are all going to be money in the bank related questions, obviously. So, SP3, the first ever money in the bank specific pay per view took place in 2010 at the Spirit Center in Kansas City. 16 men that night competed in two separate ladder matches to win the contracts for the WWE and World Heavyweight titles. You have 30 seconds to name 10 of them when you hear the music. Kane, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, um, The Miz, uh, Alberto De Rio, Rey Mysterio, uh, Randy Orton. Uh, Sin Cara. Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, uh, I'm trying to look at the 2010 roster. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Very good. There was a lot of names there. It was hard for me to keep up there for a second. Uh, you were right. Kane, Big Show, Christian, Cody Rhodes, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Matt Hardy was, uh, I believe, the World Heavyweight Championship one, in which Kane was the victor. Then The Miz, Chris Jericho, Edge, Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, and Ted DiBiase was uh, the other one. This is the most hard question I've ever heard. I, I know, right? He always does this. Like, what, what, what were, like, those weren't even real wrestlers. Like, <laughs> I mean, Evan Bourne was one of them, but the, he goes by a much sure. different name now. But still. Okay. All right, Maggie, yours is going to be uh, a little, a uh, little, uh, a little easier. I know, like you said, you have uh, a memory problem. So we're not going to go that far back in time. We're going to go back to 2017. By the way, it's 6 nothing SP3 right now. The first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match happened in 2017. Only featured five competitors. The men's match that year had six. So we're looking for 11 superstars total. You have 30 seconds to name 10 of them. Okay. All right. Uh... As soon as you hear the music. As soon as you hear the music. Okay, so Kevin Owens, Carmella, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, mm, Becky, uh, Bailey, uh, Bob, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, no, Jesus Christ, I suck at this. Um, hmm. It's uh oh my god uh I don't know like, I, I don't remember I I forget all the wrestlers you know I forget all of them like I know like oh Jesus like I, love, I know I love like the frustration built up it's I don't so like, I just, this is embarrassing I I forgot who were the participants in this year's Money in the Bank. <laughs> Oh, like Jesus. you're asking so much from me right now. Oh, God. Like was it was Oscar hey, in that he, match? He, I don't remember if Oscar was in that. Which he asked about he he <coughs> asked about 2017 because that was a bad women's Royal Rumble. I mean, women's Money in the Bank match because James Ellsworth won. Yeah, yes, they had to do I it remember. again. 
Like, no, this is this is how I actually remember that Carmelo won that match. Uh, like, yeah. Who were the participants of this match? Tell me. Carmella, Becky Lynch, the two you got, Charlotte Flair, Natalia. I Charlotte. Did you say Charlotte? Yes. No. I don't remember. You said Bailey. <laughs> you, you said Bailey. I was yeah, waiting okay, for you to say Charlotte Bailey. afterwards, but you said Bailey. Yeah, Natalia okay. and Tamina were the so, five competitors. Who, who, who the hell is Tamina? Like, <laughs> is that even a wrestler? Now, like, I know. The men's match, uh, you did get uh, one name. I forget who it was that you Kevin said. Kevin Owens. I said Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. You got Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens is in all of them. Yeah. He's in all of them. Baron Corbin, who actually uh, won Zane. that year. Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn, yeah. yes. Okay. AJ Baron Styles. Corbin. AJ, sure. Shinsuke Nakamura, because that Shinsuke was the Nakamura. AJ Shinsuke. That was the AJ. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And then Dolph Ziggler. That was a great, uh, a great collection of talent, and somehow Aaron yes. Corbin won the briefcase. Yeah, somehow, that, yeah, that year. He All right, did nothing with it. No, he didn't do anything. Worst cash in ever. Yes, worst cash. All right, SP three. It is six to three in your advantage. This is the ten second round. Oh, Five WWE superstars have had the Money in the Bank briefcase cashed in on them. When they were world champion more than once. Five WWE superstars have been world champion and have had somebody cash in their briefcase on them more than once. You have 10 seconds. Wait, seriously? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> you oh, have ten, man. You have 10 seconds to name those five superstars when you hear the music. John Cena, Charlotte yep. Flair. Yep. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> Edge. Oh, James. Edge. Um, no. Rock. CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Eight to three. All right, Maggie. Six WWE superstars have won the Money in the Bank briefcase but never successfully cashed in the contract to win the title. Mm. Shit. Okay, I, I remember two of them. All right. Well, you have 10 seconds to name five of them when you hear the music. Okay. So, uh, Damien Sandow. Yep. Uh, Baron Corbin. Yep. Uh, and you got the two. You got the two. John Cena. Yep. Uh, John Cena Mr. Kennedy successfully. Yeah, oh. Mr. Kennedy. Well, oh, Mr. Kennedy didn't cash it in. That's that's correct. Well, he I didn't, didn't. I didn't. But he never successfully cashed it in. That was the question. So, Mr. Kennedy oh. is, is. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, not so, that they yeah. cashed it in. They just never successfully cashed it in. Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. no. Braun Strowman. No, Br Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yep. And then Otis. Yeah. It's, uh, Otis. Yeah. Otis. Yeah, but Otis lost it to the Miz. Yeah, Barry but he never does it count. But he never cashed it in. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew that one, but I didn't think it, <laughs> it, it would count. Yeah. Okay. So I got three. So it's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Braun Strowman, David Sandow, and, uh, and Baron Corbin. Yeah. I got the three. I'll give it to you. Whatever. All right. Because <laughs> we're, <down to, laughs> we're down to the final question anyway. <laughs> so it's eight to six. And this final question will be worth three points. Again. 
Wait till I finish the question. Ring in if you think you know the answer by saying your name. Maggie, he likes to go quick on these. Just a heads up. You're a quick draw, right? Okay. Yes, very quick. Which superstar has had the most appearances in the Money in the Bank ladder match without ever winning the briefcase? Maggie. SP3. Maggie got it first. <laughs> um, Miz. That is incorrect. The Miz Yo, did. Uh, he won it. He, he won the briefcase. Cashed it in on John Cena. At yeah, he won it. Jesus, yeah, he won, no, yeah. I would have gone with oh, Natalia, damn. but that's. Yeah. All right, SP3. damn. I have two two names in my head. I don't know which one to go with though. Uh, I'm gonna say Kofi Kingston. Holy shit! <laughs> you did it. He really has. Son of a bitch! I hate your ass. You're right. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about Kofi. Kofi Kingston has competed in seven Money in the Bank ladder matches and has never won the Money in the Bank ladder match. He has the most appearances with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, of course, won the briefcase and successfully cashed it in on Alberto Del Rio. Maggie, we don't give a shit about SP3 because he's on the show all the time anyway. So you're going to get the winner circle. Uh, plug everything you got going on. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Maggie underscore IK. You can follow me on Instagram at Maggie dot IK. And you can catch me every Friday night. Uh, it's night for me. Like for you guys, it's uh, it's uh, afternoon uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbooked for coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Uh, we have a really really fun show every uh every week like rob gets a lot of technical difficulties i don't know the meaning of half of the words he uses that's so weird. <laughs> like that's it's fun every uh yeah every um every time and usually before every pay-per-view rob likes to host uh these pre-shows on fightful select so you can catch us on uh up there and this week right after coexisting uh on fightful overbooked uh, we're gonna hop on over to fightful select for coexisting after dark uh sp3 are you joining us this week yes i am sure I was <laughs> sure like uh we'll be joined by uh yours uh by uh your very own sp3 for like as much time as you have we're gonna we're gonna take all of it you know <laughs> so uh yeah um we usually like talk a, a lot with our guests and uh it's so fun because i really want to you know spend time with uh with so much so many great people but it's it usually ends at 1 30 a.m for me and i have to get up for work like after that so if you have a little time sp3 it's for my own good you know because <laughs> i because i have to actually go to bed it's it's <laughs> Uh, imminent. SP3, you got your show going on this weekend, yeah? Yes. Uh, check out True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Hill Heat 182. Yes, 182 <laughs> is this Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. We got special guest Ella J of SE Scoops. He's going to be okay. joining the show. We're going to be talking about Forbidden Door, previewing Money in the Bank, talking about the week in wrestling. So check it out. Uh, again, guys, make sure to give us a thumbs up here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Make sure to hit that subscribe button as well. And at some point, assuming she doesn't have more flight cancellations, I'll be talking with Lacey Evans. That 
interview will hopefully drop sometime before Money in the Bank shows up. That would be great. Uh, you can check out my work on Cage Side Seats as well. Again, I laid out uh, contenders, pretenders, all of that up there on Cage Side Seats uh, today. So make sure to do that as well. Follow them on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow everybody on Twitter. Why not? Spread the Twitter love. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a pleasure. Thank we'll you have for you on again. Me. It was fun. I'm sorry my memory sucks, but congratulations to That's fine. You know what? <laughs> when when people get frustrated with the questions, it just makes the trivia challenge that much more entertaining, I think, at least for me. Uh, that was so, the best this, reaction this to how... frustration. <laughs> the best reaction. This is how I know we I need, can never. We need Maggie back. I could never be on Quizzlemania. Like, now I know. <laughs> Because it's so easy when you're sitting on your couch, you know, it's so easy. Sure. And then you're put on the spot and like, what was my name? What was <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Where am I? Who wrote this podcast? Anyway, yeah. all right. Pre- appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in. Enjoy Money in the Bank this weekend. SB3 and I will be back with our podcast 7 a.m. on Monday, recapping Money in the Bank. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy everything. Try to go out there, touch some grass, do whatever you got to do to get through this thing we call life. This has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.